biometrics to me are are a huge opportunity and when you think about especially in, in the stadium space the ability for people to come in and out of the building effortlessly not unlike you know walking into a retail store that's kind of the dream right you're listening to sports tech feed the global sports technology podcast Hello and welcome to Sports Tech Feed. I'm your host, Thomas Loams. Great to have you joining us once again. And on today's show, we have Christian Lau, Chief Technology Officer at LAFC and Bank of California Stadium. LAFC recently announced they've sold out season ticket memberships for 2020, which is the third consecutive year of sold out season tickets in their short three-year existence. So fans are obviously very happy with Christian's work at LAFC and Bank of California Stadium. And just on a side note, that's something that we discuss in today's episode is the difference between fans, customers, and audiences. So if you've listened before, you know that I use the the term fan interchangeably for those three. Uh, Christian's very kind of strong on on separating them out, so we talk about that. So I'll use customer for the rest of this intro just so we're all on the same page. And in today's episode, we discussed how in a town famous for traffic and entertainment, LAFC are not necessarily competing against other teams in the area, but the city itself which means the focus is all about making the customer's experience as frictionless as possible. From the moment they leave their house to the moment they return home from the game, it's all about how technology can really move this along. So Christian shares some of the advanced tech they're using to make this frictionless experience a reality, including biometric sensors for ticketing, security and age verification at concessions, as well as in-seat ordering and automatic payments. As you'll hear towards the end of the episode, uh, one of the key pieces of advice that Christian shares for sports tech companies looking to work with the likes of LAFC is that you need to build your profile of the product or service within the sports tech community. So if you are an early stage sports technology founder or company, then the team at Sports Tech World Series would love to help your business grow. We've just launched the Sports Tech Booster Pack. That's an exclusive digital offering that helps you tap into the Sports Tech World Series network to create new global partnerships, increase brand awareness, and win more clients. If you think this is something that would help your business, you can check it out at sportstechworldseries.com forward slash booster pack. I'll also include a link in the show notes at sportstechfeed.com where you can find other episodes and helpful links. And of course, send me any feedback that you've got about the episodes or guests. Always looking to hear back from our listeners. Over to Christian. Welcome to Sports Tech Feed, Christian Lau, Vice President of Information Technology for LAFC. LAFC. Great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, let's dive straight into it. What is your role at LAFC? Uh, So as the head of technology for LAFC and Bank of California Stadium, my focus is primarily in a a couple of areas. Uh, One would be enterprise and keeping the systems up and running, keeping our staff efficient in what they do and, and enabling them to do their job. Uh, and then secondarily, which is also, you know, primarily focused on guest experience within the stadium, um, as well as systems related to our online presence. So mobile app, for example, um, any, any and everything digital, basically. So it's quite a, quite a broad remit. Definitely. Yes, and I think today we're probably going to focus on what I'd kind of put in air quotes, the uh, the sexiest stuff around fan engagement and fan experience and much more the outward-facing uh, uses of technology. Obviously, all of that, as you said, kind of enterprise-level keeping the lights on uh, in, a, in a technology sense is incredibly important for the functioning of the 
uh, club and also the stadium. But specifically, how is technology impacting the game day experience for LAFC fans? Um, you know, it's actually a lot to unpack, but I'll tell you from a guest experience standpoint, our customers have expectations that, um, you know, they're going to be able to interface with LAFC in the app, for example, as they're leaving their house. Uh, so as they're transiting to the stadium on an event day, uh, getting into the stadium needs to be a breeze, right? And so from a ticketing and access control standpoint, uh, they have high expectations that they're going to get in right away. And so we try to reduce friction as much as we can by allowing that to happen. And then we do things like biometric ticketing with uh, Clear uh, this this season, um, which just adds another element of uh, ease of use, right? So you basically use your fingerprint or your retina scan, and, and in the future, your face as your ticket. So you can just walk right into the into the building. And then once they're in the stadium, you know, obviously having the ability to buy uh, food and beverages uh, or merchandise needs to be quick and efficient. So we rely heavily on contactless, uh, primarily Apple Pay, um, which is, you know, we have a, a really high usage of, uh, of Apple Pay in the stadium. And it's because people want to get on with their life and not wait online forever to get things done. And then when you look at, you know, things like social media, having a network that is very robust um, is key. And so, you know, for, for us, not only do we have um, an exceptional Wi-Fi network, we also have an extraordinary DAS, right? So our distributed antenna system has all four carriers on it. Uh, and then our Wi-Fi network has uh, a lot of bandwidth. Uh, we average about 45% of our audience is on Wi-Fi at any given time. And, and it would be higher um, if we didn't have that DAS, right? So we have excellent connectivity and then we prioritize uh, uploads uh, on Wi-Fi. So when people want to use Snapchat and do live videos and that kind of thing, they, they have that option. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, unpacking that a bit, as I said, that's a fairly broad remit that you've got and also a broad use of technology there. So. Something about, say, uh, if we break it down into the transit to, to the stadium, the experience getting into the stadium, then experience in the stadium, experience after the game. So looking at that entry point, so you mentioned clear. So that's something that uh, a lot of people would be familiar with uh, in airports. Yes. So that's, a, that's used uh, biometric, uh, the same company clear for coming through, um, proving you are who you say you are before you get on a plane using it for the ticketing system and getting in there. Yeah. How is that uh, responded to by fans, I guess, then trying to apply that to a stadium setting? Was it something they were familiar with? Was it, was it a hesitant to use kind of new technology when physical or even just digital barcode ticketing has been around for so long? Uh, how did fans react? Um, I'll tell you, it's, it's been really well received. Um, you know, customers have the option to use Clear. And so they, they definitely, um, you'd be amazed at the number of people that are actually signing up for Clear for the first time at our stadium. Uh, but you do have a lot of people that are aware of Clear. So the brand awareness is there. Uh, and then when you think about Clear at the airport, we look at Clear as a trusted biometric uh, platform, right? And so at the end of the day, um, you know, you have the express lanes at the airport, so you identify who you are. 
in our stadium, you have something similar that gets you through faster. And then when you add ticketing to that, um, it kind of changes the dynamics of, uh, of, you know, the clear relationship with their customer. Um, and then this year, we're also doing biometric age verification at point of sale, right? So you'll be able to buy beer uh, with a tap of your finger, um, which is really cool. And it just, it speeds up the line and then it, it just becomes a more compelling opportunity because the clear ecosystem, um, you know, and specifically the biometric piece of it, it just, it aligns in a way that gives us, you know, an opportunity for the customer to go in and pretty much do what they want without even having a phone if they, if they choose to not have a phone, even though we all do, right? So how does that, who owns that data? Where is that data stored? Obviously, it'd be very different for someone like Homeland Security um, holding someone's biometric data. Uh, is it LAFC? Do you, do you hang on to that data? How does the partnership clear work? Uh, no, we don't have access to any data. Um, that's all encrypted and sits on the back end with, uh, with clear. So there's, there's that piece, as you said, around trust that it's, uh, you're not handing over, um, biometric data to LAFC, which I'm sure there's many, uh, rabid fans out there that would be more than happy if there was some benefit to hand that over, give over your, your fingerprint, your blood type, and you get a free t-shirt, but that's going to be something <laughs> down the track. Yeah, um, and, yeah, and on that point, like so, rabid fans, as I said, um, and I keep using the word fans. I noticed just in um, short time we've been speaking, use the word customer. Can you maybe unpack that a little bit? What What is the difference between a fan and a customer when someone who's interacting with LAFC uh, um, and Bank of California Stadium? Yeah, so basically, we refer to everyone uh, that comes into our stadium as a customer because not everyone that comes into the stadium is a fan of LAFC and that's pretty much true for any sport in any league in any city um, you know we always focus on the fan but at the end of the day not everybody's a fan and it's not that they don't like the team it's just they might be passive when it comes to sport and they just want to be there just like the Los Angeles Lakers for example a lot of people that go in the stadium there are fans of the team, but you have a lot of folks that show up that just want to be there and they want to experience it, but they're not necessarily a fan. And so we break that apart just because it's the way that we engage with the customer, right? Um, and so we look at it a little bit differently. And then when you think about people that are actually in the venue at any given time, and that's the audience, right? And so the audience specifically they have things that they want to interact with us on as an overall guest experience, you know, so it's not, it's just not as cut and dry as you would think. Right. And so there's a lot of data behind that. And there's a lot of secret sauce that we use internally and how we engage with, with the folks in our building. Yeah. So the, the positioning of fan versus customer versus audience. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's easy to just say, you know, everybody's a fan that comes in the building and we talk about fan engagement, but the reality is it's, it's a lot more nuanced than that. Yeah, definitely. So moving on from that, I mean, as you said, customers, audience, the people that are actually in Bank of California Stadium um, supporting LA, LAFC, viewing the, the game, interacting there, there for because a friend dragged them along or there as a family member or 
or they're on a, some sort of corporate engagement. So I totally agree with you. There's a lot of people that aren't fans and, and definitely that sports is, uh, is blurring the line between entertainment and, and traditional sports. So that's something we've talked about a lot in terms of uh, like OTT coverage, uh, what sports property is competing against. It's not just um, other sports, it's other media. Do you think that's true for actual physical game attendance? Is it something that you look at, all right, in the crowded Los Angeles sports market, who, who are you competing against for bums on seats? Um, I think the reality for, for LAFC is um, we've been, uh, you know, this is our third season, 2020 is, uh, is our third season. Um, and we've been sold out since we started, since our inception. Uh, and that continues. So I think we're in a good space. Um, people love what they see on the field. They love our overall product, right? So everything on the field, what's going on in the stadium, what's going on throughout Los Angeles when it comes to LAFC and what we mean to the city. Um, I'll tell you, for us, the competition that we face on any given day is really Los Angeles in itself. And what I mean by that is it's as simple as, you know, a concert that might be in town on a certain Saturday or if, you know, Coachella's going on or, you know, there's some event that is pulling people somewhere. Um, so you have that. We compete against traffic, you know, during the week if it's a weeknight match. Um, obviously, you know, LA is notorious for, for bad traffic. And so that is a reality. Um, so I love you- that the, uh, the, the derby or derby game that you play, uh, it's called El Trafico. Yeah. See, it's, it's, it's very relevant. Um, and so, you know, it's not a specific team or a specific activity that we compete against. It's just kind of, and it varies, but it, it's really just, it's, it's a dynamic situation of what's just taking place at any given time in, in the city. And so what do you, what role does technology play in, in attracting and uh, retaining those customers? Um, well, for us, I'll tell you, you know, like I said, we're, we're generally sold out for all of our matches. Um, we'll have a late arriving audience. And so we try to communicate to them uh, via the app, via email, via the website, um, things that they need to know about getting to the match. Right. And so the best best places to exit the freeway and then, you know, where to park or, you know, ideally take rideshare or Metro. Uh, we're working on a whole multimodal strategy um, for transportation. So everything from, hopefully we're, we're working on, you know, helicopters, oddly enough, uh, trains, buses, bicycles, uh, electric scooters, you name it, we're working on, on getting people in the venue and then, and then out of the venue. And so there's, there's things that we can do to, to try to alleviate congestion and, and those types of things. But that's, that's kind of where we're at on the technology so to, side. To your earlier point, just tools that can reduce the friction. Exactly right. And is that something, would you, kind of the armament of technology, and I think something that gets a lot of press and, and a lot of uh, promotion is the latest, most advanced technology innovations for that. But would you also see in, in terms of, your arsenal it can use with something as simple as say ways or other um, services that then give you traffic updates. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, Google maps is, is a really solid player in that space. Ways 
uh, does a great job. Um, we don't necessarily have a relationship with either, but we do uh, recommend people use you know some level of mapping uh, to get to the venue. We are looking at uh, having integrated maps in the LAFC app, um, you know, specific to our event days, and then layering in you know relevant data uh, for what we know from previous matches and, and how things turned out right so we have a, a business intelligence practice um, that gives us quite a bit of data that we would be able to, to overlay you know in real time and so we're, we're working through things like that cool so circling back i guess to some of the more um advanced tech or i guess cutting edge um solutions that you're implementing in bank of uh, california stadium so you mentioned um some of the things around ticketing so using clear to to get access and then for purchasing um using biometric data for uh purchasing alcohol uh, and then also i know you do some things in in seat ordering and and all of that kind of fits in the theme of a frictionless uh, interaction in the stadium yeah. how do you go about searching out those solutions so something like clear for instance or any of your other partners is that is that something that you seek out or is it you're inundated with kind of offers for uh technology <laughs> so we do get inundated uh with offers for technology but everything that we do in the venue is informed by our customer right so we survey customers um i have uh, work groups of folks that i i talk to directly uh you know different demographics just to understand uh, what they like, what they don't like, what they want to see. And so any decision that we've made on technology in the building um, is informed by our guest, right? And so a good example is we have um, a fairly young audience. If you look, I'll say roughly 60% of our customers are between 18 and 35, and they're all on mobile devices. And they don't want to wait online to buy beer uh, or food and so they would rather just transact on their mobile device and pick it up and so uh, you know we do have order ahead for express pickup at a couple of stands in the, in the stadium we're expanding that uh, this year uh, to additional locations and then ultimately the idea is every location will have the ability for somebody to order and do an express pickup or purchase uh, food and beverage via a kiosk. And so that's, you know, for concessions. And then even at retail, um, we're introducing express pickup for merchandise uh, this season as well, uh, because we have a lot of people asking for that, that functionality. And so how did, so that solution specifically, how did that uh, be implemented? Um, so order ahead, we do it a couple ways uh, at concessions. We use, um, and, and this was something we introduced last year, is we use Apple Business Chat, which is uh, an AI-powered um, iMessage, basically. So you go in and you can order through natural language, uh, you know, Heineken or Coca-Cola or pizza. And then you check out with Apple Pay, and, it, and it, it's seamless. And then this year we're adding... Um, an additional capability for folks to use the LAFC app to use order ahead as well. And so that allows folks to also um, order ahead on Android devices because in the past it's been specific to Apple. 
uh, roughly 77% of all the mobile devices in our building at any given time are iOS. Um, so it, it's a heavy penetration of, of iPhones, basically. Um, but yeah, so order ahead will continue to grow at retail. Um, if you want to buy merchandise, it's in the LAFC app, and then you would you would buy it. It'll be a highly curated selection of items that you can buy, and then we'll have specific pickup locations that, that you just walk over and grab your order and, and then walk away. And that's so that's with uh, obviously with Apple Business Chat that you said there. Was that like how do you kind of look at the next big thing? Like how do you know that that's all right? As you said, your customers uh, come up and say, we want to be able to order. Uh, food more seamlessly from our mobiles. We don't want to have to wait for it. You know, we're sick of waiting in line. Uh, we don't want to miss, miss any of the action, something like that. So that's a problem you have. And then obviously there's a potential for a technology solution. How do you then go out and find that technology solution? Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Generally, we've already... So there's a lot of companies that approach us. We have a lot of partners. And so I already have a pretty good idea of what's on the market. And so as we start to delve into the different components of the business and things that we need to address, I generally have in the back of my mind a solution for it. There's never been a time where we're caught off guard and thinking through, oh, wow, you know, what do we do here? Um, we, we generally know. And then, um, you know, LAFC is an organization. Um, we have the ability to through other partnerships and through our sister organizations, um, we just have access to the information, right? And so we know pretty much what solutions are out there, what might make sense. Um, and then we generally know people that work in those organizations. So it, it just kind of works out. I don't know if that, that makes sense. Yeah, so it's 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 not for, you're not stumped by, uh, by what's out there. So I guess the suggestion for sports tech companies is just make sure that you're putting that that spend into, um, I guess, marketing, general marketing. Make sure it's out there. Make sure you're you're networking and showing that your solution is is relevant. Uh, so following on from that, Bank of California Stadium opened April 2018, so it's yep. relatively recent in the scheme of large uh, legacy infrastructure projects. So with the ever increasing rate of change in technology. How do you future-proof against the potential what's next? Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, future-proofing is, is a concept that a lot of people don't wrap their head around. For us, um, it really came down to um, fiber optic cable. <laughs> um, and then having enough dark fiber in the building to accommodate the future and expansion uh, and modification to the network Um and so a good example is we're working on uh, Wi-Fi 6, which is, you know, 802.11ax, which is a new standard of Wi-Fi. And so we're putting together a plan now to do an upgrade of the network, which is, you know, it's not even two years old, but we have to stay ahead of the power curve there. So we'll be working on, uh, on a Wi-Fi 6 implementation that'll likely be ready by 2022. Um, and then we're also working with, uh, with our partner mobility and, uh, and Verizon on a 5G overlay into the stadium, which, which will coexist with our DAS. Um, and then, you know, that has every, there's a lot of practical application for 5G in the future. 
obviously there's really not that many devices on the market um, that are relevant uh, to to our demographic. I know there's some Android devices that, that have 5G, but people don't use Android that much in, in California. Um, from what we've seen, that's just what the data shows, um, at least in our building. And so over time, you know, 5G will become more relevant when you start looking at, you know, things, activations that have a heavy payload, like augmented reality, for example, something that we're focused on as a, um, as a match day experience. And then you look at augmented reality for experiential retail in the app, things like that, that, that we're working through. So that's, that's where 5G will, will, um, will reign supreme. And it's definitely something that uh, most of the use cases that talk about the revolutionary impact of 5G always talk about AR, augmented reality, uh, in terms of what's possible, but also currently what's limiting it. And really that revolutionary impact of, of 5G is something that's been talked about for what feels like quite a while now. Yeah. Is, where, do you, where do you actually see um, that becoming implemented? Um, not necessarily a, uh, just at Bank of California Stadium, but also just generally in stadiums, say focusing on North America. Uh, when's that going to be widespread and open the door to all of these incredible fan engagement opportunities? I think you'll start to see, um, you know, just a smattering of interesting applications that are driven by 5G networks over the next year or two, and then it'll likely hit critical mass like most things do. Uh, probably in two to three years, it'll just be a common thing, right? And so for us, I mean, yeah, generally 5G goes hand in hand with augmented reality just because that's a, a talk track people you know, talk about quite a bit. Our reality is we are working on a bunch of augmented reality um, experiences, and so 5G will help that. But when you look at practical applications like automation um, and things that really aren't sexy, but, you know, uh, building management systems, um, security systems, things like that, um, over time, I think will transition to 5G because um, it's practical. And so there's a lot of things around, you know, back-end infrastructure uh, where 5G will be prevalent. And, uh, and then, I, you know, over time, I, I think it will supplant Wi-Fi as the primary driver of connectivity um, for things that are really out of sight, out of mind, if that makes sense. And then there's all obviously uh, the consumer ramifications are always endless. But then when you think about the B2B and, and some of the things that are going on behind the scenes, I, I think that's where the magic's going to be. Yeah, definitely. And that's something that can incrementally... Uh, I guess increase before you put it at a consumer-facing level. It's what the uh, in a few years ago when Wi-Fi was being installed in most stadiums, it said it's better to have no Wi-Fi than patchy Wi-Fi. So if you pump up the tires of five G, but the coverage is terrible and and things don't work as uh, as it said, then the fans, the customers, um, whoever it is, are going to I guess have a disappointing experience from it that they might not uh, have ordinarily had if they didn't know it existed. Yeah, no, true statement. And I, I'll tell you, unrelated to, you know, the, the sports vertical uh, and what we're talking about today, but I think 5G, when you look at um, where it's really going to hit hard is uh, autonomous 
vehicles, self-driving cars, all of these things that people really want uh, just aren't practical right now. But 5G will enable uh, autonomous cars and robotic delivery and all of these other magic things that people want to see. You know, 5G will enable that to happen. Which hopefully means that then that uh, the El Trafico makes uh, makes the seamless experience of getting from your door to Bank of California stadium, uh, stadium a lot easier. <laughs> exactly. In Not theory. In traffic. Yeah, yeah, in theory. It just means uh, twice as many autonomous vehicles on the road as there are uh, human-powered ones. <laughs> so following on from that, 5G, this is kind of your, your opportunity here to to go completely blue sky. What do you think or what do you hope to see on the horizon in terms of tech innovations uh, for, and again, like you said, we're talking about some of the back office stuff. I know we've, we haven't really talked about that that much, but it could be in that uh, space. What do you want to see? What do you, what do you really want on your Christmas list? Um, that's an interesting question. I would, yeah, that, that's a, I got to give that one some thought for a second. Um, I will tell you, biometrics to me um, are are a huge opportunity. And when you think about, uh, especially in in the stadium space, the ability for people to come in and out of the building effortlessly, not unlike, you know, walking into a retail store, um, that's kind of the dream, right? So with biometric facial recognition, and ticketing tied together and then you know a less intrusive security apparatus um and we're working with a a potential partner on that as well so you know today when you come into any stadium you know you have uh, a security layer you've got magnetometers you know basically um, you know metal detectors and you have to pull stuff out of your pockets and, and things. You've experienced that. And so we I think want, everyone has in being wandered down, patted down. Yeah. Whatever that is, if they if they don't have the metal detectors, then they have a huge security force physically frisking people, every single person, checking bags, everything. So it's yeah, it's definitely the bottleneck in the kind of stadium experience. Yeah, exactly right. And so we're we're working to eliminate that. And so you know, it's in its infancy now, but so that's where the the biometric ticketing uh, tied to facial recognition comes in. And then you look at next generation security systems where people can walk freely, but we can still detect, um, you know, what they have in their bags and what they have on their person. Uh, so that's coming. So we're excited about that. And then again, that just reduces friction. So it's all about the guest experience. So I would say that's key. I would tell you, um, at least for for our space, um, concessions, we want to eliminate lines there. Uh, We want the staff that that we have to be more efficient and, and, you know, work with the the customers uh, to get orders out faster. And so anywhere we could, you know, automate and have, uh, you know, technology as simple as kiosks, uh, for people to place orders and obviously transact on their mobile device, you know, we're going to do that just because it just, it eliminates lines and then it makes us more efficient. Right. And so that's what we want. So that's, these are pretty basic ideals. There's nothing like, you know, it is blue sky in my mind, but it's not like pie in the sky type thing. Um, 
but it's it's practical and it's 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 where we want to go yeah definitely well thanks for your time uh on the episode i've got one final question for you related to much more the fan i'm asking you as a fan not as a customer sure what's your favorite sporting moment of all time uh my favorite sporting moment of all time would be lafc and it would be in the playoffs last season uh basically a playoff version of el trafico we we beat the the galaxy uh in the playoffs which was the first time we had ever beat them frankly uh and we did it when it mattered and so we were really excited about that but i um i was elated and i will tell you that was probably one of the greatest uh nights um of my life within LAFC, right? So that was that was amazing. We had a great time. Fantastic. All right, I'll, uh, I'll see if I can dig up some footage from that from last year and people can kind of relive the highlights of that. Awesome. Was uh, was Zlatan uh, playing that game or he, he yeah. moved on? No, he was there and uh, at the end of the day, we, we, we beat him. <laughs> <laughs> and then he left and went to Europe. So there's that. But um, yeah, well, yeah, you forced Latin out of uh, U.S. soccer. That's what we can pretty much we can take away from that. So yeah, it was, all right, it was good. Well, thank you so much for your time today, uh, Christian. It's great, great to chat. I'll include some links to some of the uh, some of the kind of background, I guess, uh, research on on a few of these things you talked about. Okay, uh, and also include your profile in there for anyone that wants to check the show notes. Sounds good, my man. Have a good one. There you have it. That was Christian Lau, Chief Technology Officer for LAFC and Bank of California Stadium. Very, very uh, knowledgeable and forward-thinking professional in the area. So really excited to have him on the show. I think that was a that was a great episode kind of looking at what's a mixture of what's next and what's being used. Very interesting comments around 5G and how that is going to be about two to three years until we're really seeing it uh, in stadiums and unleashed as it's been promised uh, for quite a while now. And also excited to see more what's happening with biometric data. I think that's something that could open up a lot. Obviously also as our computer vision uh, gets better as well, those technologies marrying together to really accelerate uh, what could be a fantastic for the customer slash fan experience, um, but then also uh, around things like security and the kind of uh, day-to-day behind-the-scenes functions that make a stadium and a club run well. As always, if you've got any questions or feedback, please reach out on sportstechfeed.com. Uh, you can contact me there. Always interested in hearing what our listeners uh, think of the episodes and if you've got any suggestions for guests. Until next week, I've been your host, Thomas Loams. Thanks for joining us on Sports Tech Feed. Sports Tech Feed.